This is the off season. The voice in your ears is perfect purpose and welcome to the off season. I'm here to talk about all things relevant to me during the off season period of American football in Finland. Today's topic is what is motivation for European football players? And to help me shed some light on the subject, I have a guest host with me today. So my name is Brandon Head. Uh, I am formerly head coach of Nuremberg Rams. But uh, man, honestly, the other thing that I was thinking about is opportunity. Okay. Why should that not be motivation? For European players, especially for U16 and U19 players coming up. What kind right? of opportunity? Be more be a little more specific. I'm talking about organizations within uh let's say Germany. All mm-hmm. right. Kings of Europe is should be able to operate and be able to or I say operate. Be able to call a field, say Nuremberg Hawks. Be able to call Nuremberg Hawks, say, hey, I want to be able to set up a 7v7, use your team as the platform, and have all the local teams come in for a local tournament, have a regional tournament, local, regional, and then have systems feed off from that into, you know, the Kings of Europe Championship where the best team gets a showcase in the States or the best players that are recruited from the showcase or from the championship are being able to go over to the States for a showcase with college uh, prospects or high school prospects as well. Like, but you have challenges like the ASVBY in Germany that sets limits and doesn't allow kings of Europe organizations like kings of Europe to operate within Germany and be able to call up, uh, you Man, know, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude, there is a huge like barrier, and Emmanuel does a great job of working within those barriers and walls of getting facilities, getting teams to buy in, getting players to individual players to buy in in this opportunity. And I feel like seven V sevens is a great opportunity to enhance skill level. And then you can enhance so many other things about the game just by organizing seven V sevens. Yeah. And those kind of opportunities. And then the biggest opportunities that should be had are if a player wants to go and be at a higher level, and let's say just not be stuck in concrete uh, at the club level, let him have opportunities to showcase his ability because I can count on one hand how many players I know in Germany or from Germany playing over in the States college ball right now or really just from my area. And I know there's more. I know there's probably a dozens and dozens of whatever. I, I'm just not off the top of my head, but I feel like there is so much more 
talent here that could be transitioned over to the States and they get a taste, whether it be high school or a couple of years of college and come back over here and share that culture and that environment of, you know, their motivation of what got them there and to them now. Yeah, I, I just to add on to what you're talking about with opportunity, yeah. because like you, the last one you're talking about, definitely seven on seven. That's tough, but um, it, like it planning, is. yeah, yeah, like yeah. planning in the USA at any level, that's an opportunity that for some of these kids, football can give them that other sports can't. Yeah, um, and that again, motivation is you know individual to everyone, but let's be honest. If you're a European person and you want to go to the States, you can go if you want to go. But yeah. wouldn't it be nice if you were going to do something, like to do more than just go on vacation? No offense to vacation. Everybody loves vacation, but, you know. But a week or two weeks only gets you so long. Yeah, like I've I've been to Germany at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I know Germany because I, I went at some point. Like I'm not a – I was in Berlin for a week. I I did some touristing. I don't I don't yeah. know Berlin like that. But yeah. I li- I lived in Rome when I played there for three and a half months. I feel like I know Rome. Like I got to know yeah. the place. And I know yeah. three and a half months isn't like nearly as long, but a semester you still get abroad, to, uh, you, still you get, get to a lot of experience. Place, for yeah, sure. you, you can get a lot of experience. Oh yeah, and these kids, if you go to the states. You can go to states for one year. You can go to high school, and one year, um, you know, you can stay. And your ability will just enhance. Yeah, like, and, and there's so many things that you'll learn that, as much as people in Europe want to say, you know, you know, we can do that here. Nothing beats the real thing. Yeah, nothing beats the real thing, and that's the so real true. thing. Um, and motivational wise, a lot of kids, that's what they want to do. They're like, well, you know, if I play American football, I have an opportunity because. In in what countries in Europe can you get you know a, a scholarship for college? Oh yeah, because college basketball. Oh, maybe basketball. Yeah, that's so you, very rare. There's yeah. only five players on the court at a time, and you almost none of those sports are going to get you to the USA. Football, right? Yeah. So it's like I don't know, man. It, it, that opportunity thing should be the highest motivating factor. For a European player, in my eyes, I want to throw in the other opportunity that's more yeah. Europeanish. Uh, you know, making the national teams. Um, yeah, oh, coming man. from Texas, yeah. you know, you want to be like all state, but I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, as a seventeen-year-old, yeah. you can't. I mean, you could play on the USA national team, but it's not one of those things that like people covet. But yeah. in Europe, playing on the national team. You, you could be playing fucking pickleball. Well, not pickleball. That's actually a pretty cool sport people like here. But, you know, like the bowling team. Well, that's yeah. awesome. You could be a poker player on a national yeah. team, and people are like, oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, a, so true. it's what people aspire to. Um, yeah. I know here uh, my wife coaches basketball, and her players, they all want to be on a national team. And I've seen a national team. There's politics involved, just like everything else. But that's my personal opinion. But yeah. honestly – People still want to be on it. Everyone, I love it when, you know, kids come and tell me about American football players who are on the national team and blah, blah, blah. blah and I'm like, that means nothing to me. Um, yeah. Sorry. Um, if you ever heard my, my podcast, AFF, 
we talk about um, national team players in the Maple League all the time, and I just I'm very consistent. I don't believe that making the national team gives you anything other than an extra accolade. I consider it similar to like the Pro Bowl in the NFL, where the the Pro Bowl, yeah, the Pro Bowl, you still put it on a resume, but it's not the same thing as All Pro. Nah, nah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I think about national teams. And, again, that's my personal bias, but that doesn't take away the fact that people still want to be on the national team. And exactly. For American it football. It's a motivational factor for a European player, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's a great motivational that factor. Be, and that's a, like, that's a way of getting your name out there. Let's just be real. Like, you make it on the European or the German national team, you might get a showcase opportunity in the States. It's I, just, I think about it all the time whenever I meet, like, basketball players like teenagers or even adult basketball players who aren't playing anymore I'm like yeah. dude you know if you come on and put on a helmet and shoulder pads you can get on national team like you probably couldn't do it in basketball because there's only so many positions like you said before and it's so competitive there's so many people playing it but yeah. in in Finland there's 2500 players and that's for men's women's children's and um, and that's all four divisions. Yeah, that's everything together. That's everything. So <laughs> if you're a 17 year old kid and you want to play on a national team, you're competing against maybe a hundred other kids. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, your chances are pretty good if you're halfway decent. Yeah. Take your shot. Start yeah. playing American football. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. You're to be on a national team. That's Just a lot of joints. But thing is, a lot of teams don't advertise themselves out to the local communities mm. in retrospect to really draw that player's attention of getting them out there, like getting that feeder system. Like, I mean, like you said earlier, man, those 10 dudes that grew up together, they can be the center focal point of a team and that can have negative but that can have really beneficial sides for club environments, especially uh, especially here in Bavaria. Uh, because and this is you know you can only just speak of what you know and speak of what you see, kind of thing, and what you experience. But knowing and being here in Bavaria, man, there's definitely a market for everything. But I think teams kind of have to set aside that whole. You know that high school rivalry, man, that you, yeah. I mean, literally had crosstown rivalry, whatever. It's literally that times personal <laughs> hate between teams here to where they hate each other so much that they will not collab during the offseason or preseason. To Wait, let's, I'm going to throw this out there too. Yeah, that man. is a very strong German situation. <laughs> like, yeah. certain cultures and certain yeah. countries are like that. Some col- some places aren't nearly as much. Um, just throwing out Finland, Finland rivalries aren't really a thing. A lot of people, they, and especially like even the top leagues here in Finland, you'll see players play on different teams and they'll play against a team they just played for last year. Or they play for play for two years ago, and there's no animosity because most likely they're playing on a team because of where they live or because their friend is playing there this year, so they want to play. And most of the national team players all play on the same team, 
And that just shows you how national teams work. But so obviously if they change teams, they end up playing with someone that they played on national team with. But again, but to your point, with Germany being so, so much larger than most countries, that is where most of the players in Europe are playing. But in other countries as, as well, depending on where you are, um, from what I've heard, again, this is just hearsay. I've never been there. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, you play for the Prague Lions, uh, PBP, they're not, I've never seen them doing a lot of things together. Yeah. I don't see that happening. 20, 30 minutes apart. You know what I'm saying? An hour apart. What uh, what's the Poland teams? Uh, you have Warsaw, Warsaw, yeah, Warsaw and Warsaw, right? Or was it the Eagles and the Panthers or something? Like, there's some teams. Warsaw Panthers, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some teams out there that are close, or you know, Katowice. I I don't know Polish. I don't know why I brought up Poland, but there's a lot of teams out there that I've seen people move from team to team to team. But yeah. the teams themselves, like, they're not that close to, like, okay, it's okay to someone move. They, they start talking shit about people that play on other teams. So that's one of those things that leads me to the, the last thing I want to talk about before we get out of here because, obviously, we're talking too long because we're having a good time. But yeah, um, the, the one major question I had about this topic was how can we inspire and or nurture European players' motivation to continue the growth of the sport? Like, what – what is something you think that we can do to keep European players interested in playing American football, like to grow this thing? Cause honestly, it's been around too long. I'm sorry. In Finland, we're about to have Maple Bowl like number 47 or something. Like it's been around for damn near 50 years, and I and we have less than 3,000 players out here. And obviously, Finland is its own situation, but Europe in general, there's there's a lot of players, but also the sport, it could be bigger. So what are some things you think that we could do to inspire and or nurture European players' motivation? Man, I honestly think it starts with this right here, Vince, is what you're doing right here, man, is us coming together okay, and collabing, like truly coming together and putting our minds on the same level. Because I feel like we're all, like, I see, I follow you on Facebook pretty heavy. I follow E, Emmanuel, I follow Dre, I follow um, um, AVO, I can't remember, uh, Josh, I follow him pretty well. So I kind of see people's environment and see what kind of troubles and what kind of, you know, great things that they see within the sport. I think us all getting on the same level and figuring out some kind of way of just organizing some kind of wave to come through Europe and to establish like to where everybody can get on this thing. And I, and, and I hate to say it, but Kings of Europe, and I'm I'm established with it. I've been with it, you know. You know, man, it's where we met up at. Yeah, but it, it's I just feel like it has so much that could be offered with skill camps, with seven v seven tournaments within teams, and do just all that organization. But 
it has to start with the clubs. And, and when I mean like us, I mean clubs being on the same level and really just coming together because let's think about it. High schools back home, are they really against each other or they, do they really like promote the game itself for the benefit of each other, right? Are they really tearing each other down or are they sending each other to each other's school during the summertime to have 7v7s? Even I don't know, man. I got to be honest with other, you. Where I'm from, you know, I, I literally saw someone uh, in the middle of a track meet finish at the finish line and then run to the side and punch somebody from a rival school. So I, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, case, but I believe the higher ups, it probably is. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm from a very small town rivalry as well, so it's kind of like. If we saw each other, we didn't like each other at all. We had a but whole county same, rivalry. <laughs> but like at the same time, it's, it's not about, you know, just the player relation. It's about the school relationship. Mm-hmm. They were the ones sending each, you know, sending us to the track meet and then us having to get up there and click up and, you know. Yeah, well, you always, you always felt like your, your district or your conference was, you know, a strong. They're always mitigating, like, the connections Mm -hmm. they're always doing. And I think that's where it comes into man is us us inspiring. These players comes from the clubs integrating with each other, like hurts and guiding rhinos and the Nuremberg Hawks. Like these are two teams in my area that could be perfect examples that if they work together during the off season, like if they created a facility or something like that together and then had off season workouts, maybe not the same day, (laughs) (laughs) two different teams, but you know, the same it, at that point in time, you have a focal point of motivation for teams to get better. And I'll be honest, if they just took away that bitterness kind of, but now bitterness on the field is one thing you should hate each other on the field. Like it's dog eat dog on the field. Let whistle blows 60 minutes. We're gone. Like you're not my friend at all. I don't know you. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, like off the field, I feel like Germany, the reason they're being defeated so heavily right now by the ELF is because their feeder system is being exposed. Mm, that and, makes sense. And truly the roots of the GFL is being exposed and their roots were not drawn deep enough and tied between the clubs to where they had so much interaction in the offseason with each other to grow. And, and honestly, dude, that's just where I feel a lot of team. It, and like I said, just say in Germany, I want to go over the whole European brand. That's why I'm I'm possibly going to be doing a job out in Sweden here soon um, for a couple of months. Um, so I'm kind of broadening my my scope. Um, yeah, kind of see. I know you you said you're out in what Finland, right? I'm in, I'm in Finland. You're in. You Finland. know, my eyes and ears are everywhere. Exactly. Know. You're a little you're, bit, a little bit here, a little bit there. You there with it, right? But my, my my hand on the pulse of, of the of the year of the uh, continent, if I could. Yeah. 
but but I hope uh I really hope that you you hear my um my really my focal point of that motivational factor and us being the inspiration like if if we're going to say we're involved and and we can't be the american coaches sitting on the wayside beating the rock on the hammer like man i hope things change i hope things change when nothing ever really changes but german football t- german teams have to allow facilities to be open to their teams during the off season 100% there cannot just be oriented times to where these teams can just go out there if a team wants to go out there and get better if a defensive coach needs to go out there and get better with his team he needs to be able to send it out on facebook good notice in, in advance whatever and then go out there and be able to execute that's what's going to that's what's going to be the inspiration coach i'll be real with you man and if we're going to do anything it starts with the clubs if the clubs don't want to like grow that root down yeah the elfs and people like the elf is just going to keep coming in and scraping in the top they're just going to scrape in the top level make that money off the numbers that are here and when they're done with that they're just going to take off and go back to the xfl CFL mm. sit there for a couple of years. GFL is going to do the same old thing it's done for the last 30 years. And mm. then another team like NFL Europe 10 years ago is going to come in and the cycle's just going to repeat itself. Mm. That is history so, repeating itself. Uh, it is, dude. And until this system in Germany or Europe is completely fault, false, faulty. Mm. Yeah, it's like you can have wiring in a house, but it can't be faulty wiring. It has to be like there you go. Run up walls, can't have any nails in it. It's all about the quality, right? And the wiring here is is faulty. Mm. In, in my aspect, in some aspects, we have to be the electricians to come in and say, "All right, here's where it's wrong." A to B, good to go, negative, positive, we're good to go. If we can be that connection as American coaches and keep that like current flowing between us and then make it flow between the clubs, that's how we're going to be the inspiration, man. Yeah. In, in my eyes. I, I, I agree with you. I, I think we definitely have to do things together and and – stay connected so that the sport can grow. But I'm, I'm going to go a different way with how I would try to yeah. inspire and nurture players. I think that more than I'm trying to say this the, right, the correct way, I'll be, I'll, yeah. if you're listening also, I wrote this question down, but I didn't actually answer it anywhere. So I'm still like thinking of my answer. Uh-huh. Like I, <clears throat> I write a few notes, but I don't actually write down what I plan to say on the podcast. Yeah. We just let it flow. But I, do, I just got points. Yeah, I'm trying to get this out because I had this thought while you were talking. You were saying what you were saying was pretty much what I wanted to say. But um the way that I'm thinking is that okay, so obviously we want to create change. I think everyone wants to, you know, do better, have more players and create change. 
But where we're really missing the the cohesiveness is how we want to do it. And I don't think that everyone wants to make change completely differently. I think it's slight tweak here, slight tweak there. But instead of us realizing the similarities and working together to create something new together, people are like, oh, well, if you're not with me, you're against me. You know, um, think of the whole creation of the ELF. Trying to say it right. How are you saying it wrong? But ELF is because they didn't like the system that was at hand and they weren't given opportunity to make change. A lot of the people that, you know, had a hand in starting the ELF, they were they've they, they were exposed to the GFL. They knew yeah. what the system was about. They knew what didn't work. Yep. And they had attempted to make change. Not like some random people just came in and said, Ah, fuck this league. We're gonna start our own. No, that's not how it started. We all know that. And you've seen the the international play in years of the random tournaments that would pop up, IFAF situation with and without you know national teams, and all this division, and even having ELF now, all this division doesn't help the sport grow. Yeah. No offense to ELF, I think it's a great like visual product but it has almost zero impact on the growth of the sport. And the reason, yeah. And the reason that we can't grow the sport is because everyone, everyone wants to do their own thing separately. When, like you said, if we were doing it all together, people would look at us and be like, Oh, wow. That's something I would be in. When I'm honestly, when I'm thinking about motivation, I always go to, you know, if I had a 14, 15-year-old European kid and I wanted them to start liking or playing American football, what would that look like? Well, what would I do now? I would be a local team. I'd go to a school. I'd invite them to a practice. I'd tell them to look at the NFL. We're nothing like that, but... But that's what you aspire. But but also, why would we aspire to that? That's another thing that... I got to do a whole other podcast about that as well Is that there's a difference in aspiring to what's realistic and aspiring to what, what you want goals attainable, you know, like the ELF, what they're doing is awesome. I love it. But what they're doing isn't on brand with what most federation leagues are doing. And that's not a knock on either. The ELF is producing a product and they're selling a product to make money. They're doing a great job of it. A federation, a sports federation, is supposed to create wellness and opportunity for sport. So if your federation isn't promoting your sport to people who don't play it, that's where the problem lies. And I think that the way that we get over that is to get over our egos and say, you know, we'll take anybody, but they're coming into something that they can trust. If a football player goes to join a team and that team, he goes to a practice and they only have six people at practice. Okay. He's not coming back. He's like, this is, this isn't professional. Or if he stays, he's like, well, I'm only staying because, you know, nobody takes this serious. So, I mean, I can just hang out. And then you, you're diluting something that could be great because you decided that, you know, instead of, you know, joining this other team where we could have 40 players, I'm a, we're going to do our own team. And we're only going to have six players come to practice and then 40 show up at the game because that's our culture. And that's the thing is that what you both want is you you want to play football. 
That's your goal. I get that. But how you go about it could impact your future. Why not have the same goals of how can we make this better for everyone instead of how can I make this better for me right now? Um, I'm trying it's not to be negative. Dog environment, man. It's yeah. Just, it's that it's that college football coach environment that just never ceases to end here. Um, mm. And that's just what it's rooted in, dude. I completely agree with you. That's- and it's just kind of two dogs at a kennel that, you know, if they would just step outside and kind of look at each other and say, hey, if we work together and we both need food, water, and air to survive, right? Yep. So why don't we go get food, water, and air together and try and figure this thing out? But it's just the whole levels of personal relationship, baby, <laughs> what we talked about. Yeah. I mean, it, is football not life? And life is football, baby. Like, it, the way you play is the way you live. And I truly, truly see that through players that I grew up playing with and how they live today. And, it, I mean, it's just truly what it is. Um, I don't know, man. But I've enjoyed this today. <laughs> man, I can't tell you how much I've been wanting to really just uh, dive into a uh, really just a situation in Europe, and we got to dive into the motivational part. Man, that really that, that really was awesome because I hope some player in Europe is listening to this, learning from this, and you know trying to aspire to like make. If they can't go to another level like America or something like that, try and make where they're at. Yeah, that thing you know. Definitely, and I mean, we're wrapping this up now. Well, I mean, yeah. I feel like we we, I think we talked about motivation, but I think we talked about football more than anything. And that and that's yeah, I, I feel like we talked we we definitely touched on a lot of motivation and yeah. aspects of it. And that, that's one for Europe, European having my own podcast. We yeah, talk about whatever the hell I want to. Really. Yeah, that's that's yeah. so cool, dude. And you know, this is an explicit podcast. So I can drop f bombs. I love that. Yeah, let's get the road, baby. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, um, yeah. you want to throw any last words on either this topic or tell us about anything you have going. Um, throw out, you know, personal training brand, yeah, type, products, whatever. Shoot your shot. This that opportunity. I give this. I Take your shot, man. Hey, Vince, man. I appreciate it, dude. So, you know, we got the Kings of Europe Championship coming up uh, March 18th. Nice or uh, Nice, yeah. France. I, nice I don't France. know. Yeah, I don't know if I said exactly right. Um, I don't know. So I just started my own team, Bavarian Bulls. Um, I just kind of started that. I'm trying to see if I can create – that team and get enough players to go. But, you know, with the travel, everything like that, you already know the kind of troubles uh, getting a team out there and everything. So maybe we can correlate on that a little bit. Maybe you can help me out. uh, uh, I know you got a team all the way to Amsterdam last year. Oh, and we're going to Nice Uh, too. Oh, I didn't tell you. My bad. Uh, Revolution, we're going to Nice too. We're going to win. We're good to go. We got unfinished business. Let's Check your go, Instagram man. in a couple let's weeks. Go. I promise you it's gonna be hey. we we're we're good. We're let's we go. Baby. 
We coming right. for it all. all right. I know. I know. AVO. AVO is coming I, again. Maybe man, they got lucky. They beat us in overtime last year. Y'all heard it here on the podcast. Yeah. AVO beat us in double overtime and then went on to win a championship. That's Dude, cool. That's I cool. Was, Run it back. I, I told Josh the day after the tournament. Run yeah. it back. We Let's coming. Go, we don't care where it was. I'm I'm hoping that I can bring some ballers in. Uh, if I can't bring a whole team, I'm probably just going to bring some individual players. So they might just get filled in to a couple of teams throughout the tournament. I but, think um, I got like three spots left on my squad because yeah. I think we're we're taking. I think we're taking twelve. Yeah, we, we're originally only going to take like eight or nine, but I, I added a couple guys, so we yeah. have some depth. But you know, yeah. you got some ballers. Oh, I, that's all we've got, man. Uh, you know, there's definitely some developmental players that I'm trying to teach right now, but that's like my U16 kind of develop. But uh, there's some players around here, man. It's just, can they get there? And does it affect their season? A lot of players have their camps oh, yeah. uh, during, that, during that time and stuff like that. So it's it's whatever. It's kind of iffy. But uh, other than that, the Bavarian Bulls, man, I do strength conditioning uh, off-season and in-season, uh, which I think is a huge thing for European players. Uh, I you, I also send out uh, meal plans, eight-week in-week or in-season and eight-week out-of-season uh, workout plans that I send personal uh personalized to players wherever they are within Europe. All right. So if they want to reach out to me, uh I'm at um uh, dub bears 1044 on uh Instagram. So if you want to reach out to me on there or Brandon Head on Facebook. Uh I haven't set up my Bavarian Bulls uh account yet, but I'm trying to slowly but surely process that in. Uh, got a couple opportunities here in Europe for coaching this summer. Uh, possibly one in Sweden, a couple here in Germany, and possibly. Uh, and then in Sweden or Switzerland? In Sweden, Sweden. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, near Stockholm. I know what Tiraso is. Uh, I know what Tiraso is. Tiraso. It, it Tiraso is only the only city near Stockholm that's not Stockholm. Yeah, yeah. So if it's near Stockholm, it's Tiraso or Uppsala. Yeah, yeah. It's Tirex. So I guess that's I guess that's the one right next to it. But yeah, that I guess that's one of the places. And then probably a couple of places here in Germany, uh, maybe Cologne, maybe Nuremberg, maybe Ingolstadt, something like that. Uh, but yeah, man. I'm really just trying to promote strength conditioning uh, throughout players because I feel like it's an untouched thing around yeah. here. People are really focused on skill training and speed training and stuff like that. But my strength conditioning really orients into building your speed. Yeah. You got a strong legs. Foundation of your strength is not strong. <laughs> How can you have a good foundation strength that carries through a season? That's the biggest thing is uh, durability, consistency throughout the season. And uh, really, that's it, dude. Uh, I, I'm just excited to be on here, be on your podcast, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to, to have you, man. Again. 
And I hope, I know you're not, uh, you know, too often in Germany, but hopefully I can come out there. I would love to come to Finland. Is there anything uh, out there for me to come see? Or am we, I just... we gotta talk about that off the podcast. Okay, we gotta do that online. I we gotta do that on this part because I'd be giving out secrets and people don't know out here. But like, um, but Brandon, man, I want to thank you for coming on. It's always good to have you're sure. you're a new body for me. Like we've crossed paths a little bit, and just yeah. having you on the podcast, just yeah. another great way that we can communicate and get to know each other better. Sure. Uh, again, glad you could make it on the podcast. This topic. It was good. Like it was, I loved it. Football it. talk. I loved I'm glad it. you were able to contribute and help me get through it. I would not have been able to get through it. It was truly a, a heartfelt topic to me mm-hmm. because it's something that I kind of preach and I've, I've been going around to teams. And like when I first got here to Germany, I was like so bought in and just gung ho, man. Like, you know, at practice, you know, getting these players at that strength conditioning. Yeah rated whatever kind of level for practice and it's like you got to really focus in on where your motivation is man but this was awesome today dude yeah well again thanks to brandon weeks bro (laughs) again thanks to brandon for coming on the podcast if anyone listening to this episode or any of my podcast episodes thanks for rocking with me during the off season This is the off season.